This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Swung on and high in the air, deep to center. Talkman back, and there it goes. A leadoff home run for Andrew McCutcheon. Hedges is swinging a fly ball to that deep left field, and this ball is gone. He hits it right down the line. Austin Hedges with his first home run. <laughs> That's no cheapy. It's deep down there to left. Hedges with home run number one, and the Pirates having some fun. They're up 5-1. to one. Sounds like no one told Joe Block how this game ended. Because it hadn't ended at that point. Swung on, bounce to first. Two hops to Mancini and on Dalzalai covering. That's the ball game, and the Cubs have taken the first two games of the series. They come back and beat the Pirates 10-6. to So there you go. Pirates lost to the Cubs 10-6 to after Austin Hedges went deep. Gave the Pirates a 5-1 to lead. That's the biggest lead the Pirates would have in that game. Ian Happ got a hit that scored two runs. And the Cubs never gave up the lead after the later third of the game. Welcome to the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. It is the Wake Up Show, and the Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. You're welcome to call me and vent your frustrations. I'm a little bit frustrated as well. I'm not Adam Crowley, though. I'm not jumping off the boat necessarily. The Pirates seem to uh, do this. They 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 win the games that you might not expect them to win, but then they, they lose the games you might expect them to win. So it's a rough time. You can call me, though, 412-928-9370. You're welcome to vent your frustrations. I like to leave this time open just to see what the fans think about some of these games now, uh, what they think about how the Pirates are doing. Ronzi Contreras got into the game yesterday. We'll go over what he did and some of the decisions that Shelton made. Uh, but I've, I've said it before, and I don't need to say it too much more. I don't think if you listen to this show, if you have listened to this show regularly this week, I, I've already explained what makes this series so important. Um, and uh, I'll go over that just briefly again because this this was a crucial series for the Pirates. The Pirates have the Brewers coming up over the weekend. They've got a three-game uh, series coming up after this one. The Pirates have already lost this series, and the Pirates have lost ground to the Cubs in the NL Central. So we go back to the series against the A's, and I, I use the series against the A's as an analogy, where I didn't think that the series loss to the A's was all that crucial because it's not a division opponent. The A's were bound to, you know, win games eventually. 
They weren't going out there trying to lose, and a lot of those players out there, I think, found their correct footing. And I forget what their winning streak is at now, but I know it reached seven games at the least. Might be at eight now. I'm not exactly sure. But they went on a winning streak after they beat the Pirates two out of three times in that series. They swept the Brewers. So this is just one of those hot stretches that they're going to be put on. And I don't even think they have the worst record in Major League Baseball anymore at this point. They don't. Now it's the Royals. The Royals are 18 and 50. The Athletics, 19 and 51. So the Royals have less losses. I guess it's the same record in terms of the games back in their division. Um, 18 and 50 versus 19 and 51. There's one more win and loss on the Athletics record. But the Royals have the least amount of wins so far in Major League Baseball. So the Athletics no longer have the most amount of win or the least amount of wins. So they got on a hot stretch, right? They've picked it back up. They're kind of they're still really bad and the Royals are really really bad. But you get you get my point. The Athletics got on a hot stretch. The players aren't trying to lose. So losing to the Pirates or the Pirates losing to the Athletics in that case, I'm not seeing as much as a problem. This series though against the Cubs is a major problem. And you might argue, you might say, wait, what's what's different? What's different about this uh, this series? Even if they lose, they're still ahead of the Brewers because the Brewers keep losing. Well, yeah, the Brewers won. Excuse me, the Brewers lost again yesterday. And the Brewers have lost seven of their last ten. The big problem, though, is that the Reds have won eight of their last ten, and now the Reds are a game and a half back of the Pirates. That's where the big problem is here. When you play divisional opponents, you're directly affecting each other. You don't have to rely on a separate opponent to move the standings. Whoever wins is guaranteed to move up in the standings, and whoever loses is guaranteed to move down. So that's the starter right there. Now the Cubs are four and a half games back of the division lead, which is scary to think about. The Cardinals are still down there, eight and a half back. They're in last still. They're 27-42, and 42, but the Cubs are now back in the division race because of two wins against the Pirates. And this especially hurts the Pirates because they're in the lead and they're giving up that ground. It's not like the third and the fourth place team playing each other and the fourth place team, uh, team is gaining ground on the third place team. No, the Cubs right now are cutting into the Pirates' division lead. And this is different from the Athletic Series as well because... Now the Brewers are coming up over the weekend. The Pirates, it doesn't seem in recent years, have done too well playing against the Brewers in Milwaukee at what is now referred to as American Family Field, formerly Miller Park. I like the the former better. Anyway, not the point. But you, you, you get it. This is, this is bad now because the Brewers... Don't have to worry now about losing this series to the Minnesota Twins. Which was a two-game set. They're off today. But they lost yesterday 4-2 in a two-game set, and that's now six straight losses for the Brewers. But they don't have to worry right now. If the Pirates win today, the Pirates will be a game and a half up on the Brewers because the Brewers don't have a game today. They're going to travel back home, and then the Pirates are going to go out to Milwaukee 
and start that series tomorrow after the series finishes up against the Cubs. But, like, you get the point here. Like, the Brewers are in great shape because now the Brewers control more of their own destiny at this point of the season than the Pirates do because the Brewers don't have to worry about these th- that set against the Twins now. The Brewers don't have to worry about the six-game losing streak because after all that losing, they're still a game back. So all the Brewers have to do is win two of three against the Pirates, and and they and they're leading the series. Uh, they're leading the division again. The Pirates had an opportunity to bury the Brewers, and the Pirates had an opportunity to shove the Cubs further back down. And the Pirates could have won either two of these first two games in the series. And that's just what's frustrating about it all. You're you're watching the games, and I mean, you, I, I teased Joe Block a little bit, but it's not his fault. I mean, the Pirates are having fun. Austin Hedges hit a home run. They're up by four runs. They're up five to one. And he should expect them to be having fun. He should expect them to be having a good time, playing good baseball. Austin Hedges went deep at Wrigley Field a place that's rather hard to hit home runs, one of the longest fences all around in Major League Baseball, also one of the oldest ballparks that that has something to do with it. But there's no reason that they shouldn't have had fun. They're up by four runs. And the culprit that I found yesterday came back again today. That was the bullpen for the Pirates. Rodzi Contreras, headlines... The bullpen performances, Contreras pitched one and a third innings. How about Osvaldo Bito as well? Nothing wrong with his start. He struck out six batters over four innings, gave up one earned run on four hits. So Bito with a quality start. The Pirates had an early cushion as well, thanks to Andrew McCutcheon and Carlos Santana. They had three runs early. Then Santana knocked in another run. Austin Hedges hit his home run. All exciting. Osvaldo Bito, four quality innings. I think the the idea from uh, manager Derek Shelton was, let's put Contreras in there. Okay, Bito has never pitched in the majors. He pitched four solid innings. Let Contreras eat the next three or so innings. And then we'll get to the back end of the bullpen. David Bednar can close it out. Everything will be fine. Contreras, though, big problem. He went an inning and a third, struck out just one batter, gave up five earned runs on three hits, walked two batters. Rough outing for Wands and Contreras. I just don't think... I just don't think that's the right move in that situation. I mean, this whole series is incredibly important. And when this series is as important as it is, as pivotal as it is, and you didn't win the first game, I'd have been happy with two of three. You can't sweep them all. And as Neil Walker said, I'll keep referencing that a couple weeks ago, Neil Walker said it's really difficult for teams to sweep consecutive series. So I'm not expecting sweep after sweep after sweep from this Pirates team. But a series win is something that was crucial to the Pirates. Now they're in a situation where 
They're going into the Brewers series with, at best, uh, a game and a half up on the Brewers before they play a three-game series. And at worst, the Brewers will be a half game behind by the time the series starts. Again, the Brewers, the Pirates have just not seemed to do well in Milwaukee in, in recent years. The Pirates have struggled with divisional opponents for as long as I can remember, but but uh, American Family Field is not a pleasant place for the Pirates to play in. They just haven't done well in recent history. So to experiment with Rowanzi Contreras like that, to make his first bullpen appearance in a game where you're up 5-1 to one and, you, and you allow him to pitch over an inning and give up five earned runs, it's just... That's not it. It's not good. The Cubs mounted their comeback off of Contreras. Contreras entered the game when the Pirates were up 5-1. And I'll credit Osvaldo Beto as well. There's there's nothing better he could have done through four innings. One earned run, four hits. He struck out six batters. Had a very effective outing. Leaving Contreras in the game for too long was the problem. And experimenting in a crucial series. Again, if they win, if the Pirates win that first game, if they win that first game on Tuesday, I don't have a problem with putting Contreras out there, letting him get out of the bullpen in in the game yesterday. But they didn't win the first game. And now, Rwanzi Contreras contributed to the eventual loss in the second game. I get Colin Holderman didn't lock it down like you would have expected. But at that point, Colin Holderman's blip is not the problem. The inconsistency of Rwanzi Contreras is the blatant factor that I'm paying attention to, paying most of my attention to. I just don't get Derek Shelton's. I get you want to inspire confidence in Contreras, and I'm not in the locker room. I'm not close to the players like you know, that player-manager relationship is. But it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me in a vacuum to to put Contreras in a game that I'd say you need to win. It's still a long season. The series isn't going to determine things, but the more you can stay ahead and the more you can put yourself in a position to be ahead... When the rough times come, you have that you have that insurance packed away. We saw that in the month of April. The, I, I, I'm confident that the only reason the Pirates are contending right now is because of their great start at the beginning of the season. That, that's that's why they're here. So a series win against the Cubs was crucial. Now they can't. And if they get swept, the Brewers are going to be a half game back going in to their head-to-head weekend matchup, their three-game series coming up that starts tomorrow. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. If you want to call in, 412-928-9370. If you want to vent your frustrations about the Pirates, you're welcome to. You can also comment on Twitter, at Callis underscore 33. If you want to tag me in a tweet, that's at Callis C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 3-3, and I'll respond to your tweets as I see them. 
Matt Canada also spoke yesterday. There's a few clips I want to play for you when I come back from this break. Again, my name is Nicholas Harry Callis, and this is the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. My name's Nicholas Harry Callis. It's The Fan Early Morning Show. Talking about the Pirates and how they've blown it in this series. Losing... Two so far of a total of three. The Pirates play the Cubs again today. But the Pirates have already lost the series, and now they are just playing to not get swept in today's game. And then they start a three-game series with the Brewers. Uh, so if you want to call in and you want to make some comments about the Pirates, you're welcome to. 412-928-9370 is the phone number. All right, we got a tweet here from uh, from Long John Silver 2, maybe Junior, says, uh, says if Shelton lets Ronzi throw during a game where the Pirates don't have at least a seven-run lead going forward, it should be considered malpractice. His confidence is cooked. All right, Long John Silver Junior 2. Yeah, I, you know, I get that. I hear that. That's a, that's a valid perspective. You got to put Contreras in not crucial situations. And unfortunately for the Pirates, this whole series was a crucial situation. And uh, yeah, again, they were uh, both these first two games were winnable, and that's what makes this so frustrating. So I'm with that perspective. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer, Equinox, and the all new redesigned 2024 tracks. And you can check them out online at Sun Chevy. Dot com today, high of 77, low of 50. It's going to be clear throughout the morning. It's going to get partly cloudy toward the uh, later parts of the day. And tomorrow, high of 71, low of 59, a 70% chance of rain. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. All right, you're welcome to continue to come and talk about uh, the Pirates. You can tweet at me at Callas underscore 33. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. You can also uh, call me. And we got a call right now, 412-928-9370. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Yeah, this is Earl from Cannonsburg. All right, what's on your mind? Well, I wonder, or maybe you can tell us uh, how we can keep, uh, even though Hedges did have a home run yesterday, we can't carry a guy that's sub-180 batting average, especially when we have a delay on the benches. I think he's hitting over 300. I just don't understand that. Uh, Delay's been a little bit. Uh, he's been a little colder since uh, like the middle part of May, so I don't know if he's the savior. I kind of hear the calls though for Henry Davis or Andy Rodriguez to make the majors. I, what are your thoughts? Do you want them to get called up? Well, I think you ought to just give Delay a chance until you bring one of them guys up because we cannot carry a one a sub one eighty hitter. That's just impossible. Earl, not, I, not in a predicament we're in. 
I appreciate uh, I appreciate the call, Earl. Thank you, Earl from Cannonsburg. So, no, I, I hear that, and I am the biggest Austin Hedges fan in the entire world, and um, Crowley knows that, and I, you know, yeah, he's glaring at me, of course, through the window, because yeah, I am a big Austin Hedges fan. I wish Austin Hedges nothing but the best, but um, well. I have my own platform, and I'm not being crazy, and I'm a little mellow. I am usually get a little wacky as the morning starts to go on, but this show allows me to be more more mellow. Uh, so I can understand here how Austin Hedges is not contributing as much to the offense as this Pirates team needs to have him contribute. And, yes, uh, anything under 200 at the Major League level just doesn't seem like uh, a productive offensive player. So, um, yeah, don't, don't let Crowley know this too much. While I'm in my mellow state here, starting out the show. Yes, I can acknowledge Austin Hedges. Definitely not a great hitter. And that definitely hurts the team. I I still think that the players love him. I still think he's a great defensive catcher, but I won't, um, I'm not going to just automatically shut down the arguments that, that he should be taken out or replaced because of his offensive woes. I also just think that the Jason delay is also not the answer. So really, if they're going to do anything, if there's anything I think they should do, it's going to be call up Andy Rodriguez. But um, they still haven't done that yet, and uh, there's no news that that's going to be happening anytime soon. So uh, I'm sure it'll happen this year, but we just we just don't know. So that's my thoughts there. Matt Canada spoke yesterday. Um. I also I reveled in the fact that Kyle Dubas, when he was hired as the director of operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins, how elegantly he spoke and how much confidence I, I kind of felt in him already. His first impression was really good. Matt Canada, over his uh, career as the offensive coordinator of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't feel the same sentiments toward Matt Canada as I do to Kyle Dubas. So here's a clip for you. Um, he got asked where the offense has improved this offseason so far. Uh, what do you expect from the offense this year, and what areas are you focusing? You feel maybe you need to improve upon. Obviously, we're you know we want to improve in every area. And expecting you know, we got a lot of great players. We're excited about where we're at as a you know the depth we've added. Certainly starting up front, the depth we've added up front with the line. Obviously, we want to. We did some things. We had, you know, 10 play drives were good. Third down was good. We got to score more points. Got to be better in the red zone. Um, some more explosive plays. And there's a lot of things to work on. But ultimately, we just have to find a way to win more games. And that starts up front for us. And we're excited about where we are with that. Where have you? Mo- where do you want to most improve? Well, everywhere. And then he goes and he lists everywhere, literally every position, every situation on the field. Yeah, we want to get better in the red zone. We want to get better up front. We need to run the ball better. We need to, you know, uh, make better plays. He hasn't changed from when he started. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say much that's significant when he's in his press conferences. Here's some comments about Pickett. He got asked about Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny's had a good spring. Obviously, every day is up and down, and, you know, when you play quarterback, and then, the, you know, Coach Thomas says it the best, right? It's football-like, not football. So, But I think he's improving. He's seeing things, playing fast, getting some timing with the guys. Um, that you need to do as you become the starter, which you know, which what last you know area was learning, and we had obviously different situations. So I think Kenny's had a very good spring, and excited about where he is. Had a good spring, had his ups and downs. He's seeing things. Great. Matt Canada asked about the identity of the offense. 
Well, I think our identity was pretty clear the last nine games. We ran the ball really well. We were physical. You saw who we who we drafted, who we acquired. I don't think there's any question about what our identity is going to be. I think we, we want to run the football. We want to be physical. We want to be a good team that throws the ball down the field and take advantage of what the defense gives us. And, um, so I, th- I think our identity has, has been well-known and well-stated well where we're at. Got some great wide receiver weapons, but let's just, let's run the ball. Let's run the ball. Our identity is running the ball. Hmm. He got asked about uh, a couple wide receivers for the Steelers as well, Allen and Pickens. And listen to this one, too. This one might be my favorite. What what kind of progression can we see from George this year, and what is Allen added to receiver? Uh, I'll go in reverse order. Allen, I'm, what a great guy, and it's a great leader. His experience, again, going, I continue to talk about it. I just think we're a more experienced unit on offense right now from pieces that we've had here that have developed and bringing in some, bringing in Allen, bringing in Isaac, some guys who played a lot of football. And Allen is such a leader as he's coming in and getting involved and has great pride in his work, great pride in his group, great pride in the offense, and has, has been a real asset to us as far as, you know, what it takes to do it. And I think, you know, he's a, a really, really good football player, another guy you have to cover. And I think that's a real benefit for us. So I'm, I'm thrilled that he's here, and I think it adds another dynamic weapon for us. Um, to your point about George, I mean, George is a, you know, he played a lot last year as a rookie, made a lot of special plays, and we certainly, you know, expect and for him to continue to ascend and continue to make those plays. And obviously, as we all, you know, I'm not going to ever put it on just Kenny or, you know, as we all continue to grow as an offense and we continue to raise our floor, I think we can see more, you know, different, different things from different guys. And there'd be no reason to think George won't really, you know, flourish as we continue to do that. Uh, that's what I find that one most entertaining because he goes on this long monologue about how Allen Robinson's a great leader and a great talent. And then when he talks about George Pickens, he takes less time to talk about him and just says like, oh yeah, you know, I, I see no reason why he, he can't improve. And when Matt Canada uses the word improve in any sentence, you know, he's not really saying much. Yeah, everything, yeah, you know, no reason he can't improve. Yeah, the offense, we're trying to improve everywhere. Improve, improve, improve. Not really getting the how, though, and Allen Robinson, great leader, George Pickens. Ah, no reason he can't improve, right? My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This has been the Fan Early Morning Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 